Well, we have to start today with the little red wave that couldn't. What was that kid's story, the, the little engine that could? This was very much the opposite. This ended up being the little red wave that was a ripple so small that Democrats may actually gain seats in the Senate. Democrats have won the Senate. Yes, we do not yet know the results of the House. We're going to talk uh, on the bonus show about the specific scenarios that could end up prevailing in the House. But over in the Senate, it is over in the sense that Democrats have indeed secured a majority. The question now becomes, is it a 50 50 majority with Kamala Harris as the tie breaking vote? Or is it a 5149 majority, which would be very important if we want to make Joe Manchin irrelevant? And we are going to get to that. But the final numbers uh, in the uh, Nevada Senate race coming in over the weekend, as well as the calling of the Arizona race. And this is how Democrats got to 50. Mark Kelly did defeat Blake Masters in Arizona. There is still six percent of the vote to be counted there. But with Kelly's lead of over one hundred and twenty five thousand votes, it has been called. This is really great news for the country when it comes to being marginally less humiliated on an international stage. Blake Masters, the challenger to Mark Kelly, the man who won the Republican primary, an absolute humiliation, just a pathetic, embarrassing, horrible candidate didn't make any sense from the extreme MAGA wing, almost as bad as Carrie Lake, quite frankly. And we'll get to Carrie Lake. Don't worry. We have plenty on Carrie Lake coming up a little bit later. That was number forty nine. Uh, we have in Georgia, as we will talk about Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker, December 6th, there will be a runoff. Much of our focus and attention and resources are going to go there. And number 50, indeed, from the state of Nevada where Cortez Masto, the Democratic incumbent, has come out ahead of challenger Adam Laxalt. It is a sixty five hundred vote lead with ninety eight percent in. It has been called. There is not a 50 percent rule in the state of Nevada. Remember that in Georgia there is a runoff because of Georgia law that says the winner must get 50 percent of the vote in Nevada. There is no such law. And with forty eight point eight percent of the vote, Cortez Masto is number 50 and Democrats have won the Senate. Now, there is going to be all sorts of after the fact armchair quarterbacking, prognostication, reprognostication, whatever the case may be. A couple of storylines that are coming up and some of them I've dealt with myself on Twitter, which, by the way, is barely functional anymore under Elon Musk. Twitter is quite frankly a disaster at this point. Let's put that aside. Um, some of you coming forward and saying even to me, sir, you were wrong about the coming red wave. You were you need to apologize. As usual, some in my audience obsessed with me, even though I have nothing to do with this. Let's review what had been my message in the last three to four weeks going into this election. I told you the momentum has shifted in the direction of Republicans. The momentum has shifted. That being said, many individual races, when you look at their average polling, have a bunch of right leaning polls included in them. And it is making me and others suspect that some of these forecasts, which include these right leaning polls, may overstate the degree of of momentum in the direction of Republicans. And in the last week, I very specifically said 
whatever is the truth about these polls, it's over. The polls are a tool earlier on to give us a sense of the direction and momentum. When we are seven, five, three, one day away from the election, if the polls are right or the polls are wrong, we have to go and vote. And thanks to a lot of 18 to 20 or 29 year olds, which we will talk about a little bit later, the red wave was at most a red ripple. We will see what happens in the House very, very soon. But Democrats will control the Senate. Now the question is 50 or 51. I got a number of emails from folks over the weekend saying, David, we don't have to worry about the Senate anymore. We don't have to worry about the Senate because Adam Laxalt was defeated by Cortez Masto in Nevada. And Democrats now have guaranteed a majority 50 50 in the Senate. And that is true. But 51 versus 50 is of massive importance. 51 means that Joe Manchin or Kirsten Sinema, right? But Joe Manchin's been the bigger problem, is no longer necessary on votes that require a simple majority. And it means you only need nine Republicans instead of 10 when you need 60 votes in the Senate. This cannot be understated. So let's talk through it. When it comes to federal judges, as an example, it is of critical importance that Democrats control the Senate. And Democrats do. And those are simple majorities. And generally speaking, neither Joe Manchin nor Kirsten Sinema have been obstacles when it comes to those sorts of votes. But there are all sorts of other bills and proposals where Manchin has been a problem and Manchin has done the rounds on the Sunday shows and has made himself into this decider, for lack of a better term, because Democrats were able to coalesce 49 votes, but not 50, specifically because of Joe Manchin. If indeed Raphael Warnock defeats Herschel Walker in the December 6th runoff, one senator, you could take your pick, Manchin or Cinema, no longer matters when you simply need 50 plus Kamala Harris's tie-breaking vote. There's another really important reason why this runoff is still important, even though Democrats now control the Senate either way. And that is that 2024 is a much more difficult Senate map. And Georgia would be one seat that does not have to be won in 2024 in order to maintain a majority. Consider that we've been talking about the 2024 Senate election for years. Thirty three Senate seats are up in 2024, and it is not a good map for Democrats. Democrats have to defend seats in Montana, Ohio and West Virginia. John Tester in Montana, a Democrat. Montana is very, very red. He won with 50.3 percent last time. Really, really slim margin. Sherrod Brown in Ohio, a Democrat, won with 53 percent in 2018. A little more margin there, but still not an easy race. And then in West Virginia, Joe Manchin won with under 50 percent. Think about that with under 50 percent. And with Joe Manchin and West Virginia being such a red state, we don't even know whether Joe Manchin is running yet. I don't have the latest. Uh, uh, I believe the latest information is Manchin is not yet committed to running in 2024. If Manchin doesn't run and it comes down to a further left Democrat versus a Republican in West Virginia, it very well may be that that is a seat that Democrat. My earpiece is flopping all over that even may be 
uh, a seat that Democrats uh, potentially give up. So the Senate map is so tough in 2024 that controlling the Senate in 24 may depend on whether Raphael Warnock or Herschel Walker win on December 6th. So I, I think I'm making the stakes pretty clear here. Last thing on this. Imagine if for the last two years, Democrats had had 51 rather than 50 votes and the number of bills on which the entire circus sideshow with Joe Manchin could have been skipped altogether. So this is still an absolutely critical runoff for different reasons than it was critical 48 or 72 hours ago. We're going to be doing live streams, getting involved in that race. I, many of you are saying I actually should go to Georgia. I just don't know that I can do it in, in the next you know couple weeks with everything I have going on. But we are going to do as much as we can on that race and uh, more information about that upcoming. You know, we always say if only the young people came out and voted, especially in the midterms, look at what we could do. Well, we have the numbers. 18 to 29 year olds saved the election last Tuesday. There is a really great explanation from uh, John Della Volpe. I hope I'm uh, uh, pronouncing that correctly, where Della Volpe explains the simple math. OK, high turnout combined with 63 percent of 18 to 29 year olds voting for Democrats versus 35 percent of that very same group voting for Republicans. Gen Z and the younger millennials under 30 effectively canceled out every voter age 65 plus. This is absolutely fascinating. And then when you look at these groups, you look at 18 to 29 and you look at 65 plus 18 to 29 had a plus three overall contribution to the vote margin for Democrats and 65 plus had a minus three overall contribution for Democrats. We always talk about the older generations are significantly more right leaning and there's just not enough young people voting to cancel out or make up for that. That is exactly what that is literally what happened on November 8th. The very uh, uh, same three point contribution that the 65 plus group overall made to Republicans was eliminated. It was zeroed out. It was teared, as we might say, uh, by 18 to 29 year olds who contributed a three point margin to Democrats. It was their own future on the line. I wish that they would vote more. And it's important to focus on the fact that it's not record breaking numbers necessarily that make the difference here. It's that enough young people turned out to vote in order to undo the significant right leaning effect of the 65 plus group. At the end of the day, uh, 53 percent of eligible voters voted in the 2018 midterms uh, in 2022. Only 27 percent of those in that youngest age group voted. So consider that comparison. There is so much headroom for that youngest group to get more involved. And I know it's so cliche because we always say, look at the math. If that young group got more involved, they could wield so much power and influence. Well, we are seeing it. 18 to 29 year olds canceled out the 65 plus vote. The red wave evaporated. It will maybe be a ripple. And the amount of headroom that that group has to single handedly decide elections is incredible. 
We've just got to engage them. We've got to get them involved. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. Very important. We're pushing for two million subscribers. We will be live tomorrow night with Trump's announcement on YouTube, Twitch and Facebook. Hope to see you there. One of our sponsors is Sunset Lake CBD. Get affordable, high quality CBD straight from the source. Sunset Lake CBD is a family owned hemp farm in Vermont growing premium CBD products for sleep and stress without breaking the bank. They ship directly to you from the farm, cutting out all of the extra costs with the big box stores. And because of their unique farm to table approach, Sunset Lake CBD products cost 30 percent less than the industry average. They have gummies, oils, flour, topicals. I'm a fan of Sunset Lake CBD coffee, which uses Rainforest Alliance coffee beans. Many people are trying CBD for stress or pain. Maybe you're someone who likes to take a couple of CBD gummies before bed for sleep. Well, now you can actually take it every time you want to, because Sunset Lake makes it so affordable without sacrificing quality. If you already love CBD or you want to give it a try, go to sunsetlakecbd.com. Use the code Pacman for 20 percent off. They are a socially responsible company. They support what we do. Sunsetlakecbd.com. Use code Pacman at checkout for 20 percent off. The info is in the podcast notes. One of our sponsors today is BetterHelp. Uh, viewers of the show, listeners know I'm a big advocate of therapy. Uh, I think it's important to make it more accessible, remove any stigma that might be associated. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is therapy done entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. I'm a huge believer in talk therapy and BetterHelp is making it more accessible to more people. You can even find a therapist who specializes in certain areas, which maybe you can't find where you are geographically. There are lots of great benefits to doing therapy online. Get it off your chest. Visit BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com slash Pacman show today to get 10 percent off your first month. That's better. H.E.L.P. dot com slash Pacman show. The link is in the podcast notes. The David Pakman Show's longest running sponsor is Blinkist, the app that takes thousands of nonfiction books, boils each of them down into an explainer you can read or listen to in 15 minutes. Blinkist also condenses episodes of popular podcasts into 15 minute explainers. I've been using Blinkist for years to supplement the books I read. I love reading. I, I read all the time. But there's even more books I don't have time to read. And you can often find those nonfiction books on Blinkist and consume the entire thing in 15 minutes. My favorite new feature on the app is Blinkist Connect, which lets you share your Blinkist premium account with someone else. You basically get two accounts for the price of one. And then you can also share Blinkist books and podcasts between users. I have a joint Blinkist premium account 
with my girlfriend Blinkist Connect. Let's sync together what books and podcasts we're listening to on Blinkist sparks many interesting discussions. We just listened to Robert Greene's The 48 Laws of Power, the new version. Robert Greene, super interesting writer, find his books fascinating. You can try Blinkist free for seven days and get 25% off a premium subscription at Blinkist.com slash David Pakman. That's B L I N K I S T dot com slash David Pakman to get Blinkist free for seven days and 25% off a subscription. The link is in the podcast notes. The David Pakman show does depend on your support to do what we do. I would love for you to sign up at joinpacman.com, become a member. It comes with great benefits. It's very inexpensive and it directly funds what we do. There's no other parties taking big slices of every contribution the way many of these large tech platforms do. Two percent goes to processing credit and debit cards, a very reasonable amount. And the rest actually stays with us. You can sign up at joinpacman.com and you can use the coupon code 24 starts now because it does. And let's get to that right away. Ron DeSantis now leads Donald Trump in the 2024 betting markets. Now, as I as I always do, because I don't want any confusion on this, these are not polls. These are people betting. Who do you believe will be the Republican presidential nominee? And although the numbers themselves have fluctuated, the money is behind DeSantis and Trump almost exclusively. The next person down is Nikki Haley, and she's almost nowhere. She's she's in the toilet, right, to use the language that these folks use. And it has been a head to head between Trump and DeSantis, Trump leading that for much of the last year. But it has now for many days straight and every day since the 2022 midterm has been DeSantis, DeSantis, DeSantis. Now, I don't believe for a second that this proves DeSantis will be the nominee. And in fact, one of the things I think is important to think realistically about is do we really believe that in a national campaign, if it's the Trump of 2016's Republican primary with the insults and the aggressiveness and the attacks and the ridiculing of the other candidates, do we really think that in a national race, DeSantis can actually stand up to the bully Trump? DeSantis, to me, although he's a horrible person, wrong on most issues, completely disagree with him politically, all these different things. I don't actually know that DeSantis can get down in the mud, uh, down in the toilet water with Trump the way you probably need to in order to actually defeat Donald Trump in a far in a hard fought uh, uh, primary. I don't know the answer yet one way or the other. So the importance and the interest in looking at these betting numbers relates to the things we're going to look at next on the show, which include other prominent Republicans turning on Trump, media outlets turning on Trump. This election and the disaster of Trump's failed critical contested endorsements, and we'll give you the list again later. Many of you know the list already. It has opened the door for many Republicans and media outlets to just say, this is my opportunity to turn on Donald Trump. So the numbers right now in polling, we actually don't have new 2024 Republican nominee polling since the election. We'll have it maybe tomorrow or Wednesday, and it'll be interesting to look at in the betting markets, in the betting markets. The favor has turned towards Ron DeSantis over Donald Trump, and that informs 
what we are going to talk about next. The floodgates have been opened by the humiliating endorsement losses last week for Donald Trump. And now former Vice President Mike Pence is trashing the very president that he served under. Mike Pence is now not mincing words and he is saying Trump was reckless and he endangered my family. What a brave former vice president, right? Sorry, that's me choking on the absurdity of it. This guy's pathetic. This guy is pathetic. You had to wait until five days after the midterm to say what Trump did was disgusting and he endangered my family, et cetera, et cetera. No, the time to say it was right after the January 6 riots and before the 2022 midterms. And Mike Pence is now taking advantage of the fact that Trump is as weak as he's been in a long time. And everybody's turning against him. Not everybody, but many are turning against him to say the following. Now, it's still notable. He said this on ABC to David Muir. Uh, It's still notable because I don't remember of any modern historical example of a vice president and a president turning on each other to this degree. It's emblematic of the dysfunction that always existed in the Trump White House. Here's Mike Pence. Members were barricaded inside the House chamber. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of it all, you can see that the president has tweeted. 2.24 p.m., the president tweets, Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done. And this is a dramatic pause here. The video hasn't stopped. It angered me. Mm. But I turned to my daughter who was standing nearby. Right. And I said, it doesn't take courage to break the law. It takes courage to uphold the law. Mm. I mean, the president's words were reckless. It's clear he decided to be part of the problem. Yeah. Um, Mike Pence should have said all of this before. He now found the testicular fortitude, to use a less crass phrase, to come out and say this. But why not say it before the midterms? Does Pence feel safe now because a lot of the Trump backed candidates failed? It's cowardly to a degree. If you now, I know some of you are going to say, oh, but David, sir, he has a book coming out and it makes sense to wait because he doesn't want to hurt the Republicans that he likes. Oh, I get why he's waiting. Trust me, I, I understand why he's waiting. But it's cowardly in the sense that if Mike Pence really wants us to believe he is the patriot who puts country above all else, no matter what. Then it should be seen as his responsibility to at the immediate point at which he believes something as significant as this was a reckless president I served under who endangered me and my family. If that is his belief, you don't wait to strategically time that. That doesn't make any sense unless your number one guiding light is actually something different. And with Pence, it is always what is best for him. Now, he's correct. I don't deny that what Pence is saying is accurate. Trump was completely reckless on January 6th. Trump's actions did and his, his words did endanger Pence and his family where they were you know, building a gallows and saying, hang Mike Pence, and they still hate Pence. But Pence is a coward at the end of the day. 
And uh, he should have been saying this six months ago. He could have been saying this almost two years ago, right? 22 months ago when the riots actually happened. So Pence, is he setting up his own run for 2024? We have no idea at this point in time, but he's saying things that are, of course, true, but he should have said a long time ago. Want to see what happens when mental illness combines with cult membership combines with too much time on people's hands? Well, it's Carrie Lake supporters. Carrie Lake is very rapidly heading towards what is likely but not yet guaranteed to be a loss in the Arizona gubernatorial election. This is very good for the residents of Arizona. Carrie Lake is one of the worst people to run in this cycle right up there with Mastriano and Blake Masters and Herschel Walker and a few others. It is, of course, a situation that Carrie Lake and her supporters have backed themselves into a corner around because they were insisting it's rigged. There will be fraud. And there if if there is not fraud, I will win. I will win. I will win. And even as recently as I think it was yesterday, Carrie Lake was saying, I'm going to win. It doesn't really look like Carrie Lake is going to win. And so her supporters showed up in Maricopa County and at other ballot counting centers, and they are mixing religion with mental illness, with cult membership, with having too much time on their hands. Here is one clip in which they are demanding that the military step in and just do a new election. I guess this election was fake. They want a real election by which they mean one in which Carrie Lake wins. I want all of you to say a prayer right now. We the people are requesting military step in and redo our election. Request denied, sir. It's fake and false. It's full. Our government is full of corrupt people. Yeah, Um, there were a bunch of these people out. Here's one person with a megaphone who was shouting common shadow government tropes where Uh, Wealthy men, often they just happen to be Jewish men, are actually in control. Right. Rockefeller, Rothschild and J.P. Morgan. Um, Then there is another Carrie Lake supporter calling for a new election. And remember that they are serious, folks. The U.S. is now seen as the joke where when your candidate loses, you say we need a new election. And Trump even called for it. He actually called for a new electron, not a new election. We'll get to that a little bit later. I I believe at this point we need to just have a new election at this yeah. point. Now that it's pretty damn clear Kerry Lake is going to lose, now we are actually ready to say we need a totally new election. And we need to do paper ballots and we need to do it all in one day and yeah. be done with it. We can't expect, we, it, it's an absurd notion to sit here and play this charade and act like after this counting that we won't have tainted results either way. What he means is it's hard to believe Kerry Lake will win after the election is over. So we should just really redo this entire election all over. Yep, do it all over again. And then certainly an idea that Trump likes. And then another another point they were chanting, count the legal votes. This is another trope. Well, yeah, sure, there's lots of votes to count, but you're counting illegal votes. Only count the legal ones. Count the legal votes! Count the legal votes! 
Listen, you know this routine now. It's the same routine every election. It's the same that it's just that it's if we lost, it was rigged, stolen. There were ballot dumps. We need a new election. It was all fake, 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 rigged, rigged, rigged. Uh, They say nothing in the races that they won. They say nothing in those races. Tim Scott's race in South Carolina. Have you heard a peep out of them about that one? Of course not. Uh, Brian Kemp in Georgia. They're not saying a word. They're not saying the Herschel Walker. Oh, very much rigged. Brian Kemp, Stacey Abrams, same ballots. Stacey Abrams lost genuinely. Brian Kemp won genuinely. That's really the result. They say, oh, no, 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 no. That one's real. That one's very real. The U.S. is a joke where we win. It's fair. If we lose, it was rigged, according to these very same people. Tucker Carlson pushed a conspiracy theory on Carrie Lake that was so crazy that Carrie Lake almost didn't go for it, but she still kind of did. There's really no conspiracy theory too insane for Carrie Lake. Remember that Carrie Lake is running for governor in Arizona. She I have my fingers crossed. She seems to be going in the direction of losing. And we'll look at the latest numbers in a moment. Tucker Carlson pushes the conspiracy theory that her opponent, Katie Hobbs, wasn't worried about the election because Katie Hobbs is running the election and knew that she was going to steal it. And Carrie Lake recognizes she can't just come out and say, you know, Tucker, that's exactly what it is. But she basically says that Tucker isn't wrong. Check this out. So your opponent is the secretary of state. Um, She didn't campaign much and she didn't seem like she needed to campaign a lot. She never debated you. And some are smirking online that, Mm. well, of course, she was always confident uh, in her victory. What's your view of that very common take on the race? (laughs) You're trying to get me to say something that might get me in trouble. No, no, it's just I've read 50 people say that. Folks, 50 Reddit commenters said it. And that's why Tucker is bringing it up. That, that means people are so distrustful. What they're insinuating is that she knew she could sit back, hide in the basement, do nothing. Yeah, that's and, exactly what Tucker is saying. And win due to cheating. And that's what they're insinuating. And I understand right. why they would insinuate that, because we've had such terrible elections. They're run poorly. They're ripe with fraud. So your yeah. opponent. This is, you know. It almost seems like Carrie Lake is going to hesitate before jumping in on that one because it could, quote, get her in trouble. But then actually she does go for it. And he explains he he says what he's thinking. And she says the entire conspiracy theory, unless she follows it with. But I don't believe that that's true. It's very clear that she's also accepting the very same conspiracy theory and understand the implication. Tucker read 50 people said it, so it must be true. That's now what the guy who says you can't trust anything you read anywhere. Nobody. The media won't tell you the truth. Social media is filled with lies. Well, Tucker read that 50 people wrote this on the Internet. Could have been Twitter, could have been Reddit. Who knows? And so it must be true. So let's look at the latest numbers right now. Right now, with 93 percent of the vote in, Katie Hobbs is leading by one point over Carrie Lake which is about 26,000 votes. The analyses I've read are that the remaining ballots are unlikely to go so much in Carrie Lake's favor that they would put her ahead until it's over. We wait and see. 
Make sure you're following us on Instagram at David Pakman show, and you can follow me on Instagram at david.pakman. Quick break and right back. We talk about it all the time. One of the biggest contributors to climate change is deforestation. Did you know that 15% of deforestation is due to toilet paper production alone, according to the NRDC? That's why I love our sponsor, Real Paper. Real Paper makes a sustainable toilet paper, no trees. It uses 100% bamboo. A bamboo stock can keep being harvested indefinitely, no deforestation. Real Paper is certified by the Forest Stewardship Council for responsible harvesting of the bamboo grass used for their paper. Another contributor to climate change, the plastic that the toilet paper comes wrapped in. That's why real paper involves no plastic packaging. And best of all, real paper looks and feels just like normal, traditional toilet paper. The cost is similar. It is fantastic on their website. You can do a one time purchase or set up an easy recurring subscription the way that I did. My audience gets 30 percent off your first order plus free shipping. Go to realpaper.com slash Pacman and use the code Pacman at checkout. That's R E E L paper.com slash Pacman coupon code Pacman for 30% off and free shipping. The info is in the podcast notes. Plastic is everywhere we look and not enough is being done about it. 100 billion plastic bags are used and thrown away every year, but you can help make a change. Our sponsor, Hold On, makes trash and kitchen bags that are heavy duty, plant based, non toxic and 100 percent home compostable, which means they break down in weeks rather than decades. They don't fill up our landfills. They don't pollute our oceans. Their zip seal kitchen bags come in sandwich or gallon bag sizes to fit your needs. And the best part about hold on bags is they work. I use them at home. They're just as good as all of the name brand bags. You fill them up, they stretch and they don't break. Everybody uses trash bags and freezer bags. If you care about the planet, you can do something by using hold on bags instead. And it's a really easy way to do your part. Go shop plant based bags to replace single use plastics all over your home. You'll save 20 percent when you go to holdonbags.com slash Pacman and use the code Pacman. The link is in the podcast notes. Well, Donald Trump appears to have admitted to a major crime during his latest childish tantrum, insane meltdown, the equivalent of, I don't know, a little kid pooping in the sandbox because it's time to go home. Donald Trump has now alleged that he helped Ron DeSantis in his 2018 election by sending in the FBI to do what it's not even clear clearly some kind of election interference. This you absolutely have to see Trump posting on his platform. Truth Social truth central quote. I also fixed his campaign, which had completely fallen apart. I was all in for Ron and he beat Gillum. But after the race, race is capitalized. We don't know why you never know why. But after the race, when votes were being stolen by the corrupt capital E election process in Broward County and Ron was going down 10,000 votes a day, along with now Senator Rick Scott. 
I sent in the FBI and the U.S. attorneys and the ballot theft immediately ended just prior to them running out of the votes necessary to win. I stopped his election from being stolen. Trump did what? Trump sent in the FBI to to do what? To stop ballots from being counted, ballots which were increasingly going for Andrew Gillum. Trump is either casually admitting to using federal agencies to interfere in a state election or for some reason he's making it up and lying about it, which makes him even more depraved and unhinged. Which one do you think that it is? How is this an allegation that the Department of Justice doesn't follow up on using federal agencies to interfere with a state election that you see is turning against the way you want it to go? Is it to stop the ballot counting? Is it to ensure only certain ballots are counted? What is it that Trump is even claiming that he did? And even if the scenario is Trump's lying and making this up, there is almost always a grain of truth to some of these things. What did Donald Trump do? We have no idea, but he appears to be admitting to criminality. Now, there's another aspect to this that's important to consider as well. Notice that. When it comes to the search warrant at Mar-a-Lago, I know some of you know exactly where I'm going with this. With the Mar-a-Lago search warrant, Trump's criticism and the criticism of Steve Bannon and Hannity and you know all these people, the criticism is the Biden administration is using the FBI as a political tool. The Biden administration is politicizing and weaponizing what's supposed to be a law enforcement agency. It doesn't appear that that's what's happening. Everything was done 100 percent correctly when it comes to the search warrant. But what Donald Trump is saying is I'm actually the one who did it. I politically used the FBI to go into Florida, and I I guess he's saying to stop the vote count that was turning in Andrew Gillum's favor. It is insane the degree to which these allegations end up being confessions. This one just took a little while when it came to summer of 2020. They are going to try to steal an election. They don't win talking about Democrats. Well, within just a couple months, we figured out, oh, Trump was going to try to steal an election that he didn't actually win. The allegation was a confession about what they were going to do. And there's been numerous examples of this. Oh, Hillary Clinton isn't going to safeguard and properly handle classified and sensitive documents. Well, it took a few years, but we figured out, oh, actually, it's Trump who wasn't going to safeguard and seriously handle those documents. We that allegation was also a confession. And now. Since Joe Biden became president and in particular, since the uh, search warrant was executed at Mar-a-Lago, oh, this is a this is a presidency that is politicizing and weaponizing the FBI against political opponents. Trump seems to be admitting to having done exactly that. In favor of his then ally, Ron DeSantis, and against the uh, political opponent, Andrew Gillum, another allegation which appears to be a confession or Trump is just lying about the fact that he committed a crime. If Trump did this, it is illegal. Donald Trump is demanding a redo of the 2022 election in Arizona in what we are calling an electron rant, an electron rant. This is really up there as an iconic presidential moment of all time. 
and you'll see what I mean in a moment. Donald Trump posting to his platform Truth Social. Truth Central. Quote, so in Maricopa County, they are at it again. Voting machines in large numbers didn't work, but only in Republican districts. Remember, this isn't true. There were like a couple tabulators that had an issue. Everything was fine. People were forced to wait for hours, then got exhausted or had other things to do and left the voting lines by the thousands. Even Carrie Lake was taken to a liberal Democrat district in order to vote. Others weren't so lucky. Now, remember, nobody was told to leave and go to other polling places. It was a Republican who was actually doing that. Okay, this is a scam and voter fraud no different than stuffing the ballot boxes. They stole the capital E electron from Blake Masters do election over again. Ladies and gentlemen, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. We do things not because they are easy, but because they are hard. They stole the electron do election over again. Really an iconic moment, inspiring and just electric in presidential statements of history. Forget the typo. okay? for a second, as funny as it is. It is shocking that a former president still doesn't know how the vote counting process works. It how many times do we have to do this until Trump will understand or any of them, quite frankly, why it is that votes are counted the way they are counted. And I think it's important to remind people again, in many of these states, the votes are counted the way they are counted because of Republican legislatures that have put in place the rules for how the vote count works. Add to that, by the way, that at this point, the most scrutinized state in terms of voting security is probably Arizona, maybe Pennsylvania to some degree because of what happened in 2020. But there is no state that is more scrutinized than Arizona within Arizona. I don't think there's any county more scrutinized than Maricopa County at this point in time because of what happened in 2020. Thanks to Trump. In other words, Because of all the claims Trump made in 2020 about Arizona, Arizona and Maricopa County are now insanely scrutinized, even though there's no particular need to do it. And now he's saying, oh, yeah, there was fraud again. It was fraud, just as fraudulent again. And uh, it is unbelievable that people continue to fall for this. But sadly, this is now standard operating procedure. We we didn't know back in uh, 2020 whether it was rigged, it was stolen, would become a broader calling card or a more frequent refrain for Republicans. But it is very clear that that is now the case. If they lose, it was rigged. The world is laughing. And that's where we are at this point in time. You already know that you need a VPN to protect your privacy from your Internet provider, from tech platforms, from hackers. And you've seen a ton of ads for different VPNs. They seem similar. Which one do you choose? There's really one thing I look at. Can it be independently verified that the VPN isn't logging your activity? That's why when we were looking for a VPN sponsor, we reached out to private Internet access because private Internet access is the only VPN 
with a no log policy that has been proven in court not once but multiple times. Their VPN is 100% open source. The code is public. Their server networks and management systems are independently audited by Deloitte to verify there is no logging. With their new next gen server setup, it's also one of the only VPNs fast enough for streaming and other activities. My audience gets private internet access for 82% off. That's just $2.11 a month plus three months free. Go to piavpn.com slash David. The link is in the podcast notes. I love cooking at home. I cook all the time. Having a good set of knives that you actually like to use is really important. For years, I have been a fan of the advantages that Japanese knives offer. And our sponsor, Kamikoto, makes amazing Japanese steel kitchen knives using the traditional techniques that date back to the Edo period of Japan. Kamikoto only uses steel from Japan. Each blade takes years to craft and goes through a rigorous 19 step inspection process with a lifetime guarantee. The knives come in a beautiful, heavy duty ash wood box, makes it a really great gift, easy to store as well. On the Kamikoto website, you can see a map of the Michelin star chefs all over the world using Kamikoto knives. My Kamikoto knives at home have been performing great for years. You really just can't beat the feel of a nice Japanese knife perfectly balanced in your hand. And Kamikoto is now running a big Black Friday sale. My audience gets an extra $50 off. Go to Kamikoto.com slash Pacman and use the code Pacman. That's K-A-M-I-K-O-T-O dot com slash Pacman. Use code Pacman for an extra $50 off. The info is in the podcast notes. Last week, someone, uh, I think it was a voicemail or maybe someone wrote to me and said, David, do you think Herschel Walker understands uh, how the runoff works and the fact that because no one got 50 percent in Georgia, now there's a runoff just between him and, and Raphael Warnock? I said, I have no clue what Herschel Walker does or doesn't understand, but I did have a curiosity as to what sorts of public statements and appearances was Herschel Walker going to make in this uh, intermediate period between the November election and the December 6th runoff. And it's completely incoherent. So I can't tell you for sure whether Herschel Walker understands the runoff, but he seems very confused about a bunch of other things. In this first clip, Herschel Walker says we are the best country in the United States. I don't know that he's wrong about that. Do you know we're the greatest country in the United States in the world because we have a United States military? Yep. We are the best country in the United States and the world because of the military. Then Herschel Walker does seem to be suffering from a, tr a touch of what we call the Trump delusion, where he believes only he can save America. Now, remember, Trump said that Trump said only he can help solve many issues. Uh, I think in 2015, 2016, Trump was saying only I can fix health care. We never even got his health care plan. Uh, only he can fix trade. And of course, he didn't. Uh, and this seems to now be I don't know that a requirement, but it certainly seems beneficial. And to a degree, it makes sense. If you are completely unqualified, hypocritical, unethical, clueless and have no business in elected office, you first have to convince yourself that you have some business running. And in order to do that, you probably tell yourselves lies like, the entire country is depending on this. And that's exactly what he said to Larry Kudlow. I love the United States of America. If I do not win that seat, 
we may not recognize America as soon as they get back in control because they seem not to like America. I want America to be great. I want every kid in America to have that America's dream. Well, I can tell you right now, if I don't win that seat, no other American will ever have that America dream again. Yep. The entire American dream depends on Herschel Walker, who's completely unqualified and doesn't know up from down when it comes to policy. If he doesn't win, no kid in America will ever achieve the American dream. That's a sickness that is unique to the Republican Party. You hear, you know, we talk about in many areas, Democrats and Republicans are more or less the same. And in other areas, they're very different. This particular sort of a God complex, I don't see on the left. I just don't see it. Even Barack Obama, who knew he would be the first black president, half black, of course, as we know, even when he was asked about like, are, is this the most important thing, a black person, whatever, there was a statement. And he said, well, listen, it's important, but think about all of these other people. And he listed a half dozen other people. This is a unique type of delusion that you see on the right. Here is a uh, oh, here's Walker again, continuing to talk about pronouns. And I, I really don't know that he knows what pronouns are. I'm increasingly suspicious. But yet they bring in pronouns. They're bringing pronouns in our military. Right. So his pronoun is going to be former senator pronoun. That's his pronoun, former senator. That's- Raphael Warnock's pronouns are going to be former senator. I have it on good authority that if he wins, Herschel Walker is going to launch a brutal assault on prepositional phrases, the likes of which you have never even dreamed about. Ted Cruz appeared alongside Herschel Walker on Fox News, and he just kind of nodded along as Herschel Walker made no sense and visibly struggled to use language to communicate. He's a hypocrite and being a pastor, I say this. How can he keep the almighty oath to the almighty God and he keep it for them? He had to keep it for neither nobody. So that proves the type of man he really is. All right. So, Cruz, you're the lead. Ted Cruz's head. It's like a bobblehead doll blocker here. You're going to have to open up some holes for Herschel. Yeah, it's all just so, so, so great, guys. And then here is sort of like the cherry on top. Uh, Laura Ingraham on Fox News interviewing Herschel Walker. They said we're in overtime. We're in overtime. That means we got a runoff. Hey, I was built for this. Georgia is the third state that could decide the fate of the Senate and with its second runoff election. Turns out it won't, right? Because Democrats held the Senate since this interview aired. In just as many years. It's also the second most expensive race this cycle totaling $262 million thus far. By the way, one of the things these right-wingers are able to do is just turn a fact into like a a, a criticism of Democrats. This is a super expensive race. And they they act as if that's proof that you should vote for Walker in some way. So, okay, yeah, the race was expensive and Walker is incompetent. Joining us now is Republican Herschel Walker, who is really good in overtime, I have to say, Georgia Senate candidate, Herschel, great to see you tonight, as always. Um, how are you feeling right now after this wild week where we have so many races across the country still undecided yeah. and you're heading to this runoff? 
Well, I feel pretty good. Uh, the reason why I'm still fighting for the people of Georgia, uh, you know, that's what I got in this race about. It was about the people of Georgia, that they were not represented well in Washington. We have a senator that seemed to be representing Washington, or California, New York, not Georgia. And Georgia need a champion, and I'm that champion because I'm going to get into Washington and let the people voices be heard and let the people know that they have that champion there because Senator Warnock has not done it since he went to Washington less than two mm. years. People see wow. where we're at. Herschel McConnell, Mitch McConnell is turning to uh, Governor Kemp uh, for help in this race. Politico is reporting that Kemp is loaning his get-out-the-vote machine to the Senate's GOP voter turnout efforts, giving the party entree to yeah, a I'm curious what he'll say about this. political team that is increasingly viewed as one of the GOP's most formidable state operations. And at the same time, we understand the Democrats have already invested $7 million in get-out-the-vote efforts, which sounds like ballot harvesting to me, which is legal in your state. <laughs> Listen, they're spending money on this election. There's got to be something illegal there. Um, what's the way to win this race now with the remaining weeks that you have? Well, you know, it's such a short time. And, uh, you know, the Democrat is trying to buy the seat. Yep, They're trying exactly. To that money spent by the Democrats is to buy the seat, whereas uh, all the money spent on the behalf of Herschel Walker is just democracy or whatever the case may be. This is a crucial race. It's now about 51 rather than 50 and making Joe Manchin irrelevant. So we are going to be following that race closely. We are going to be activating around that race. We'll have more information for you soon. Hey, I have to tell you, speaking of Herschel Walker, some of you may or may not know Herschel Walker's son, Christian Walker, is also a right winger. He's also a, a social media influencer. And he turned against his father, Herschel Walker, for being an absent dad and for endangering him and his mom and so many different things. Herschel Walker's son, Christian Walker, actually made a lot of sense talking about Donald Trump's endorsement record. And this does not mean that I now agree with Christian Walker's worldview or anything like it. But on this particular issue, Christian Walker correctly assesses the absurdity of the endorsement record that Donald Trump is touting. Take a listen to this. Y'all stop with this endorsement lie. If I endorsed Ron DeSantis a week before his election, could I go, see, he won because of me? No, he was going to win anyways. He was going to win. It's a Florida and he's done a great job. Just like if I went and endorsed a Republican in Alabama and was like, see, my endorsements are amazing. Right. No, I'm pretty sure a Republican was going to win in Alabama. Right. Just like if a Democrat endorsed Gavin Newsom, he he's going to win. Done. And you get to you get to brag about your endorsements in toss up states or whatever. That's what we're, that's what I'm looking for. Did your endorsements win in toss up states where we had a chance then lost or then won? You get to brag about endorsements if you have a Republican win in a blue state, but not Republicans in seats we've had for decades. This is spot on. And I have to say, I'm glad that there is a right winger, including an extremist right winger like Christian Walker, who is saying this when Trump and other pro Trump Republicans talk about, listen, 209 was the record or maybe now it's 250 and 15 or whatever. What matters are the contested elections of consequence. OK, DeSantis was winning by 12 in the polls, ultimately won by 19. Trump held off on saying almost anything about DeSantis until the very end, didn't even invite him to his rally the Sunday before the election and counts DeSantis as one of his wins. 
What matters is whether you can deliver victories either when there is a contested primary and you influence the primary and subsequently the person you choose goes on to win or whether you can influence a toss up state. He endorsed Mehmet Oz, Trump did, and Oz lost. He endorsed Doug Mastriano and Mastriano lost. That was a critical race of significant importance. He endorsed Tudor Dixon in Michigan for governor and Gretchen Whitmer won. He endorsed Blake Masters, an important Senate seat in Arizona. Mark Kelly won. He endorsed Kerry Lake. It looks like Kerry Lake is going to lose. He endorsed J.R. Majewski and John Gibbs, both of whom I interviewed. Check out those interviews in their respective uh, congressional districts. They both lost. Those are the endorsements that are actually relevant. Endorsing incumbents, Republican nominees in safe seats, waiting until the last minute when you've already seen how all of the polling shakes out. There's nothing remarkable about that whatsoever. By the way, one more. I, I was curious, how is Christian Walker reacting to what's going on in Georgia? Because his own father is now in a runoff election against Raphael Warnock there. Take a listen. Just got home from dinner and found out that we lost the Senate. (laughs) So is everyone saying we had a great midterm season? We just lost the Senate before we even get to the Georgia runoff. So even if we win Georgia, we've already lost because if we win Georgia, it would go to a tie. And the vice president is the tiebreaker and she's a Democrat. Accurate explanation of how the Senate works. Very good. So for everyone celebrating the midterm saying we did so good, congratulations, we lost. Congratulations. (laughs) Hope you expect us to celebrate. You think you can gaslight everyone into saying we had a great midterms? We lost very easy seats to pick up. We could have easily won. Good job. Tired of all this winning? No, I'm sick of losing. Okay, so Christian Walker shot out of a cannon there. And a lot of what he's been saying lately really does make sense. He will not be campaigning for his father, Herschel Walker. We will certainly be working for Raphael Warnock. And um, I uh, we're still taking ideas for what we should do. Should we do a sort of fundraiser telethon live stream where the more money we raise for Warnock, the longer the stream goes? Should we do? I don't know what the privacy rules would be around some kind of live phone banking. I just don't know. We're trying to figure it out. But if you have ideas of how to ensure that Democrats get 51 seats rather than just the 50 and make Joe Manchin irrelevant, email info at davidpackman.com. We have a voicemail number. That number is two one nine two David P. There's this guy, Eric from Mass, who has been um, calling in with all sorts of covid conspiracy theories since the start of the pandemic. I told you last week that Donald Trump has been asking around about ways that he might be able to imprison journalists adversarial to him if he were to become the president of the United States again. And I think imprisoning journalists for their opinions is bad. Uh, Eric from Mass says I should be imprisoned for the things I said about covid. Listen to this. Hey, David, it's Eric from Mass. I just watched the thing uh, you put up about Trump and the journalists. Looks like you might be shitting your pants um, after all the lies and stuff with covid and all the people you got hurt with vaccines. You know, they were lies, but you don't want accountability for what you did. Lying to people, scaring people. You know, Eric still seems to struggle with the understanding that I don't create any views or make assertions myself about vaccines or covid. I I, I, I'm a commentator. 
I bring to you the best synthesis that I've done of the medical science. And Eric continues to talk to me as if I'm coming up with the information about how vaccines work or anything about COVID. It's very strange. All over a common cold. Make people wear masks, make kids wear masks. Disgusting. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't do anything. I didn't make anyone do anything. Absolutely disgusting what you did and promoted. And you must be shitting your pants thinking that accountability is coming. And that's one thing with you Democrats. You never, ever, from pregnancy to anything else, take accountability for your own actions. But you did it. You got people killed. You got people hurt. Hey. By the way, Democrats don't take accountability for pregnancy. Have you heard of Herschel Walker? So Eric from Mass still struggling with thinking and common sense. I predict I will not be imprisoned for my reporting on vaccines. Maybe there's a place that will take your bet on that. I would not bet on me being imprisoned for covid coverage. We have a fantastic bonus show for you today. Oh, the bonus show where you want to make money. Everybody else that makes money to fund themselves is bad. We are going to go through all of the scenarios in the House of Representatives that could lead to Republican control or that could lead to Democratic control. Not a conversation I expected to be having with you today. That's for sure. We're also going to talk about new polling, which went to student loan uh, borrowers and said, if you had student loan forgiveness or for those who were getting it, what do you plan to use the money for? And the answers were very interesting. And a lot of people misunderstand the answers. A lot of people, I don't know if deliberately or not, seem to be thinking, oh, see, their answers to what they're going to spend the money on proves it wasn't a good idea to do the forgiveness. Very much the opposite. We will talk about that. And number three, Dave Chappelle hosted Saturday Night Live over the weekend. And one of the things he did during his monologue was he criticized Kanye West. He criticized Kyrie Irving for their anti-Semitic statements. But in so doing, Dave Chappelle reinforced some of those very same anti-Semitic tropes. Very disappointing to see the right loved it. The right now they see Dave Chappelle as their hero, but um, it was pretty bad. So we're going to talk about that on today's bonus show as well. Sign up at joinpacman.com. Joinpacman.com. You can use the coupon code 24 starts now. I believe 24 starts tomorrow with Donald Trump's announcement. Although now there are rumors, it might only be remarks. It might not be an announcement. Well, we will figure it out very quickly. Uh, Joinpacman.com. Coupon code 24 starts now. We will see you on the bonus show or otherwise back here tomorrow.